All right, today's class, uh, Srimad Bhagavatam, Canto 1, Chapter 15, Text 42. Utva Cha Panchatvam Tach Chaikatve Juhon. I think that's actually Juhon. Munihi Sarvam Atmani Ajuhadvit Brahmani Atmanam Avyaye Tritve Hutuacha Panchatvam Tachchai Katve Juhan Munihi Sarvam Atmanya Juhavit Brahmaniyatmanam avyaye Tritve hutvacha panchatvam Tachchai katve juhan munihi Sarvamatmanyajuhadvit Brahmaniyatmanam avyaye Tritve hutvacha panchatvam Tachchai katve juhang munihi Sarvam Atmanya Juhadvit Sarvam Atmanya Juhadvit Brahmanya Atmanam Avyaye Brahmanya Atmanam Avyaye Tritve Hutvacha Panchatam Tritve Hutvacha Panchatam Tachai Katve Juhon Muni Three qualities. Into the three qualities. Hutwa, having offered. Having offered. Cha, Cha also. also. Panchatwam, Panchatwam, five elements. Five elements. Tat, that. <coughs> Cha, Cha, also. Ekatwe, also. in one nescience. Ajuhot. Amalgamated. Amalgamated. Munihi, Munihi. The, thoughtful. the thoughtful. 
Sarvam, the sum total. Atmani, in the soul. Ajuhavit, fixed. Brahmani, into the spirit. Atmanam, the soul. Avyaye, into the inexhaustible. Translation. Thus annihilating the gross body of five elements into the three qualitative modes of material nature, he merged them in one nescience and then absorbed that nescience in the self, Brahman, which is inexhaustible in all circumstances. So I say, and you can repeat, thus annihilating, thus annihilating the gross body, thus annihilating the gross body of, five elements, of five elements into three qualitative modes, into three qualitative modes of material nature. He merged them in one nescience and then absorbed that nescience in the self, Brahman. Mm-hmm. Which, is inexhaustible which is inexhaustible in all circumstances. In all circumstances. So this, uh, this verse, before I go on to the purport, is a, is a demonstration of why we need a guru. If we read this on our own, we're going to speculate this way and speculate that way. You see, unless you're very, very learned. But we need a guru, we need someone, we need an acharya to explain. What does this mean? You see? What does this mean? So Prabhupada explains in the purport. Purport says, all that is manifested in the material world is the product of the Mahatattva of Yakta. And things that are visible in our material vision are nothing but combinations and permutations of such variegated material products. Uh, in other words, what we see like this, this is a combination of the material elements, you know. So is this, you know, this is also a combination of material elements. They're different manifestations, but uh, this, uh, this material world is like a river of material elements, you know, of atoms that's just flowing. And like these, this house and these trees are here now, but they're deteriorating. They will someday merge back into the material elements. Then something else will be in the, in the place. It will be a building over there and trees over there, and these trees will be gone. You can see as you look into the forest, even when you're traveling through a really big forest, you see really big trees. You see a lot of dead ones. And you think that tree was there for hundreds of years, and then finally it fell. Now this big tree is here, and soon it'll fall, and then like that. So it's just the material elements are springing up here, and they're springing up there. You see, it's just it's just changing. Now we don't notice that because of the element of time. You see, but if you could fast forward, you know how they have that fast film, you know, and, and fast motion. We could see the trees going and then dissolving and mountains coming up and going down and everything. The whole thing is just flowing. It's changing constantly. And we can't see it because we're, we're in this time period right now. And we're, we're thinking, we, we have a tendency to think, well, that tree will always be there. Well, no, you know, in the long, 
long grand scheme of things that trees just there very temporarily you know even though it may be a couple hundred years or whatever you know that's that's just nothing in the scope of, uh, of time you see so uh, it's a combination and permutation of such variegated material products it just keeps changing it moves from one to the other you see it's the material element but the living entity is different from such material products. We're not part of this, you see. We're not part of, of uh, this changing of the molecules moving here and molecules going there and the tree being there and the, and the building here. That doesn't affect us, you see. We're like, uh, uh, we're, we're a completely different uh, product. We're totally different. It is due to the living entity's forgetfulness of his eternal nature as eternal servitor of the Lord and his false conception of being a so-called Lord of the material nature that he is obliged to enter into the existence of false sense enjoyment. Thus a concomitant generation of material energies is the principal cause of the mind's being materially affected. <clears throat> Thus, the gross body of five elements is produced. Maharaj Yudhisthira reversed the action and merged the five elements of the body in the three modes of material nature. The qualitative distinction of the body is be, as being good, bad, or mediocre is extinguished. And again, the qualitative manifestations become merged in that material energy, which is produced from a false sense of the of the pure living being, we're a pure eternal living entity, and because of our misidentification of being a part of this material energy and being kin to it, we're here thinking that we are a human being or a tree or a squirrel or whatever you see, and uh, our illusion is that we're convinced. The, the difficulty is to unconvince us that we're not the body, you see. The, that's the difficulty. Sometimes, sometimes people may say, well, what's so hard about that? I can understand that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we can sit here, we'll look, look at each other and say, yeah, you know what, I, I'm not the body. I, I understand that now. I'm not the body. But as soon as I walk out that door, I start acting as if I am. I am so conditioned that in my psyche, in my subconscious, all over me, I'm convinced that I'm a body. I do things all day for this body. And I walk around telling people, you're not your body. So in other words, what I'm doing in my hypocritical way is I'm saying, you're not your body. What I'm not saying is, but I'm mine. I don't want you to, I don't expect you to act like your body. But I go off and act like my body. So I'm struggling to, re to come to the realization myself that I'm not this body, you see. Realization, to know it, to, for it to be etched in my mind. You see, that's where Maharaj Yudhisthira is going with this. He's establishing that realization. If anybody has any questions or comments, you know, stop at any time. Okay? You don't have to wait till the end. People forget when they're at that. And also, what the body goes in the mind, ego, and intelligence, too. That's part of the yeah. thing that they're so attached to that sometimes nobody's act like 
we, we associate only like the body. We're like, okay, well that person is in that body. But we're also not that mind, ego, and intelligence either. But what's, what's, what's driving this whole thing for the living entity? False ego. I'm misidentifying. You know, I'm misidentifying so much. And, and we can see uh, uh, that the false ego leads you through life. You know, you misidentify yourself as a child, and you think I am I'm I'm a child and I'm I'm this. Then you uh, think of yourself as a you know uh, an adolescent. Then I'm a student, you know, and I'm I'm gaining knowledge and I'm I'm doing that. And uh, now I'm an activist. You know, I identify myself as being for something. I identify myself with a cause. I'm part of that cause. You know. In the, in the 60s, it was, hell no, we won't go. We were against the Vietnam War. We all stood together like brothers, you know. We all talked against materialism. We were fools. We were idiots because we were as materialistic as anybody else. But yet we were, we were thinking we weren't. We, were, we had a false ego. We were identifying and, and we're saying, I don't, I don't want to identify with being a citizen of the United States like everybody else does. I want to identify with being a hippie and being against that. I don't want to identify with being somebody who's for war. I want to identify as being a human being that's against war. So therefore I'm more advanced than you. Or So in other words, my identifying with the material energy changes as I go through chapters of my life, you see. And then I get what I saw is all of these great crusaders the hell no I won't go the burners of the draft card you know we're gonna change the world we're gonna destroy everything that's here we're gonna tear down this uh, this false government that goes and rapes and pillages in Vietnam you know we're gonna do that and, uh, all this uh, industrialization we're gonna take it away we're gonna live naturally and they ultimately go back to college, get their degrees, go out and get jobs, become wealthy. As I, as when I was in business, I would many times have to deal with uh, very uh, uh, successful people, you know. So uh, I was in Knoxville, Tennessee, in business, and there was a, a very successful young uh, uh, tax attorney. He worked with the mega rich very conservative tax attorney. You know, and to see him, he looks like like a you know, conservative IBM blue suit, white shirt, conservative tie, very well dressed, nothing flashy, but nothing cheap. I mean, the guy looked like he was very intelligent, very successful, you know. One of the best tax accountants or tax attorneys in the entire Southeast. And as I got to know him, found out that he was, you know, he went to school right in, in Knoxville, Tennessee, in the University of Tennessee, and used to like to take mescaline and LSD and smoke marijuana, and sometimes uh, get really high and run naked down Cumberland Avenue through the, through the University of Tennessee, and he was a hell no, I won't go, and against, he wanted this whole thing torn down, and here he is, a rich man. It's a Mercedes for himself, Mercedes for his wife, a gigantic gold wristwatch, you know, uh, Rolex. 
he became, in other words, he changed his identification with the material energy. From hippie to yuppie. Exactly. From hippie to yuppie. And that happened, millions, hundreds of millions of people did this, you see. So, uh, when you see somebody that's fighting for a cause, you think, well, you're just an illusion. You're, you're identifying with a different part of the material energy. You, you need to identify to be true, to, 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 be, to find reality, you need to find yourself, your true identity. And that is a servant of the Supreme Lord. Yes, Kavi? <clears throat> Lord Buddha, you said, um, this too shall pass. Yeah. It, it, this is going to pass. Whatever, this is all going to pass. The only thing that's not going to pass, which means the only thing that's real, that's permanent, is that you're a, an eternal servant of Krishna. That's the only thing that's here forever. Everything else is just going to ebb and flow. It's all going to change and you're going to drift here and drift there. The only true reality is that you're a servant of Krishna eternally. This, this isn't real. This isn't real. But when I use it in the service of Krishna, now it's real. If, if, I'm not using it, if I'm not using any of the material energy as a servant to serve Krishna, it practically speaking doesn't exist. Just like your silly identity that you're a, a hippie or a yuppie or... It, it only exists on a very temporary basis. But when I engage it in Krishna's service, now it becomes real. You see? Because being a servant of Krishna is the only reality for me. Like you said, everything is atoms. Everything is just um, energy flows like a river. You know, try and try and say, well, that's the river that it passes. That's the river that it passes. So we get confused with dualities. Well, what about concepts like like beauty? Hmm? Beauty. Beauty. Justice. Um, these kind of like esoteric concepts. That Perceptions. What's beauty for one? is not beauty for another. Something that's justice for one is injustice to another. It's a perception. It's just, yeah, segregating our thing that we see is beautiful. I think it's... Uh, my, my, my dear Congress, if you, if you want to be just, and if you want to take care of the citizens in a proper way, if you want to give me justice as a citizen of America, you'll take away that man's guns. Because that guy over there had one and he killed people. So I think you ought to take away his guns. That's now, that's justice to me in my perception. Yeah. To him, he's saying, hey, look, I live in a rotten neighborhood and I, you take away my guns and I couldn't, you know. So it's injustice to him. Yeah, yeah, so that doesn't mean that justice itself is completely fallible and that justice in the world should be rejected. Because... It's just everything is reconciled in the absolute. There is an absolute justice in the laws of karma. What is the absolute justice? The laws of karma. 
But what is corridor and family? It's very difficult to say. Yeah, exactly. But they are based on an absolute source. Just like beauty is based, our relative viewpoints of beauty are based on an absolute source, which is Krishna. Yeah, exactly. It's all. It all goes back to the supreme. You see, it all goes back to to Krishna. But it's all just mixed up right now. Yeah, we're we're perceiving. You see, we're identifying. But we're we're wrong. The only true identity is that we are servants of Krishna. See, we're different, as it said. It says here in the verse, we're different than this energy, this this stuff. That's not us. Okay, we're different from it. So our identity, whatever we think we are, is false. It's not. It's not true. It's fictitious unless we identify ourselves as servants of Krishna. So therefore, all of this stuff is unreal and untrue. Although it's it is real, but it's it's not. <laughs> Unless you use it in Krishna's service, then it becomes real. Now it's related to you. Otherwise, it's not related to you. It's just a bunch of stuff. It's just like Bhakta Mike goes in the kitchen. Okay, in the kitchen you got ten pounds of salt, five pounds of sugar, six pounds of basin. You got a, a couple of jars of uh, a few jars of spices and some different subjis and some different fruits, a bunch of this and a bunch of that, and it doesn't really make a lot of sense. However, he can pull out of that. He can take out of that room a nice subji. <laughs> out of all this mahatattva, common the stuff that's there, it's just stuff. It has no form. It's just spice and pots and pans and sabji. It's just and it's spread all over. But he can pull out of, out of that a sabji or a salad or you see what I mean a dal. And it's in relation to Krishna. So then that has a completely different energy. You actually answered your own question. You said karma. That's right. We have like the three different kinds of karma. So if you're working on like your good karma, your bad karma, or your a karma, then that is a different energy towards Krishna. So then that energy becomes manifest in a different way. Because you're making something and you're building that relationship for Krishna or the devotees. Does that make any sense? And it's under the and you're free from the modes, because on top of it you're in the modes. Hare Krishna. Oh, Krishna, please come in. Namaste. So you see where we're going? The only true identity for the living entity. And, and, and we're above this material energy, you see. So we're more of, a, we're closer to real energy. We're permanent. We're, we're eternal, you see. And we have an eternal identity, and that's real. That's reality. We are truly, the only reality is that you are a servant of Krishna. And you can make things real. You can give them a purpose out of all of this, uh, this like we have to say in the kitchen, you know, this material world, all this conglomeration of, of atoms and molecules and stuff. The molecules are real. They're real. Prakriti is eternal. They're real. So why do you say that they're unreal? Just because they're because they're serving no purpose. Is it, is it, is it like a yin and yang thing? In other words, right, let's just say... Well, you have to add another element. Somebody, somebody makes this, this book holder. 
and it sits there and it may sit there for a thousand years before it turns into dust but it'll it'll go back into uh, the material elements it'll go back into uh, the it'll just blend back in with the rest of Prakriti but while so in other words somebody made a, a book holder and we used it to read uh, Dickens or you know some sort of ridiculous whatever fiction or some stories, maybe even history. But all of that's just temporary mishmash. So this really has no purpose in the scope of reality. Now when, when we use it, when we use it for spreading Krishna consciousness, now these molecules, they take on reality. They, they are affected by our reality, our real, realization of our reality. You see? I'm real. I'm a servant of Krishna and I'm eternal. This form of this thing is temporary. These molecules a million years ago were something else. It's like raising the vibration of the earth. That's happening even scientifically. But by doing by everything that's happening with the earth or by us chanting the Prabhupada that said it goes around the world seven times. So you raise that vibration. What are you raising the vibration in? You're raising the vibration in those molecules. You're purifying it. That, in turn, is purifying everybody else. So they are nothing, and then when they are purified, they become something of value. And everyone is benefited in this way. It does get very technical, and there are some controversial issues. Even scientifically, this is proven to be true, though. Like what? Controversial? The evolution of molecules. But science has even proven it, that they vibrate at a higher frequency and the way that they're affected is in different ways. When they're not being watched, to when they're being watched, to what you say to them, to the water, everything is affected by what we do and how we interact with them. There is a fine line between the E. coli bacteria and uh, the gross element like water. E. coli has characteristics and behavior. Water is a base element. But it's all just atoms still. But the E. coli, there is life there. There is behavior. There's life in everything. You can't segregate one thing because life is everything. Everything, nothing is dead. Everything is existing and only atoms. Well, there's animate and inanimate. It's, it's water conscious though. You have to have yeah, it is. If you talk to water, it changes its form. That has been scientifically proven that when you speak to water... Water is an exception in the Bhagavad Gita. Water is Krishna. Okay, but he's just asking me about Krishna. water, so you're not, we're talking about water right now. Krishna is a taste of water. Krishna actually, he, he um... That was your thing, He's water. the essence of water. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But fire, um, earth, these things, they have presiding deities, but it doesn't mean that they're actually conscious. They need a, an active, um, enjoy within them, like that. An active, sort of social, and active. You want a hard one? Able to, you know, move and so forth, and that's how we have control. The body is, what, 90% water, and we're able to function through it. If water was conscious for itself, there would be a struggle for independence between me and my body. The body doesn't have its own... Water has no consciousness. Water the only, the only well, reason why water changes, if you're watching the, the you know, the, uh, the experiments from Dr. Yamamoto, the only reason why water changes is because humans have consciousness. That's the only reason. It's, it's a medium for consciousness to be changed. That's what he's saying it's about everything, physics. though. Yeah. That's exactly his point. Yeah. We just, you, you just take, have to you, your question you again. You take these, these molecules that make up this 
this book holder, and at one time they were somewhere else, doing doing something else with some other shape, and none of that has any meaning. It has no meaning whatsoever. and they're all temporary. It's like it's like uh, uh, it's it's like a river of molecules that's flowing, and it keeps taking different shapes as it moves along. Okay. So when it takes this shape of this book holder and I use it for spreading Krishna consciousness, now for the first time these molecules be have taken a real shape, a real form. There is benefit then. Now there's benefit because somebody made that. Yeah. He benefits because you use that in Krishna's service. That's mm -hmm. true. Now his family also benefits. The tree also that gave the wood benefits. Mm -hmm. The person who put down the tree also benefits. Mm -hmm. The person who takes the tree to the lumber mill. Mm -hmm. The person who built the truck to carry the tree to the, you know, it spreads out like tree roots. Yeah. yeah. The actual benefit from devotional service. Yeah. You know, the amount of people that would actually you know, benefit from it, the conscious uh, entities would be, you know, slightly raised to the next, yeah. the next level. And so. By 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 performing devotional service, just, I give I give reality. We're not arguing Excuse here. You're you're the one that's arguing. There's she's no not arguing. arguing. She's just being very passionately speaking about. It. Well, she's it's not arguing. a lot of. It's All right. Okay. Passion. Okay. Zip it. Zip it. Zip it. Zip it. We're not going to go there. None of us. All right. So, so. So Like we're like we're saying. No, we we can't. So. Uh, well, do you know, I, I, I have a question. So, I, I was, I had heard before and read also that the entire material manifestation uh, is designed in a way to bring us closer to Krishna. The whole thing, like it's, that's the purpose of you know we go we go through all these situations to finally realize you know there's no happiness here. I'm going back home. Yeah. Right? So even if you know this doesn't get directly used in Krishna consciousness, the whole material manifestation. Uh, as a whole, is being used uh, to bring the living entities back to Krishna consciousness. Ultimately, but along the way, I'm using the material manifestation uh, for my enjoyment. I'm trying to lord over it. I'm going to grab a piece of land and say that this is mine. I'm going to I'm going to grab some molecules that have formed together, been formed together to, to form a, a van, and I'm going to say this is mine. I have the title. You see, I'm I'm going to become the lord and master of, of my van and the lord I'm going to make all of its decisions I'm its god you see uh, I'm, I'm also going to take other living entities and become their god I'll take a cat or a dog <clears throat> and feed them I'll, I'll lock them in my house and I'm the only source of food and water they have I'm their only shelter I am their god and master. I, I am. I have more intelligence. I have a longer span of life. I'm. I'm everything that they're not, and I feel good because I'm. You see what I mean? My consciousness because I'm giving, and I. And, I, and that's my dog. My dog. You see, and I can show you the papers that I have on. You see what I mean? My wife. So I. The papers I my have wife. Right I. And then that's my child, and this is. My, 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 I'm so I'm staking my claim on material energy and, and living entities. And none of this is true. None of it's mine. All of this conglomeration of material molecules 
the Mahatatva, the, this whole thing was put there by Krishna. And you're right, but it's 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 two. It's uh, uh, the purpose is uh, doublefold, twofold. Okay, I come here <clears throat> to try to find. In, I mean, think about it. I'm trying to find enjoyment in Krishna's energy that he's put here in his material stuff, the ingredients for the material world. I'm I'm trying, and those those ingredients are taking different forms at different times. You see, and in different microphone, modes. yeah, different, and in different modes. We're you know, them into this recorder, book, whatever. It, it's just all the same stuff, but it's taking these different forms. So I've come here to try to find, and as I say to Krishna, I, I want to find some something different than you to enjoy, you know. And not only that, but I want to lord over something. You're the lord and master here. I want to be the lord and master of something. But it's those activities that ultimately materially exhaust us. So it is being used in Christian service. Ultimately, we become tired of, and we give up the search. We 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 ultimately will say, "I've had it. I'm throwing in the towel. <clears throat> I can't find any uh, any enjoyment in this material world." You see, uh, my dear Lord, I want you. I want I I I and I become uh, exhausted trying to be the Lord. Of everything and, and, and living entities and people, you know, <clears throat> my wife, my child, my nation, my my yard, my van, my this. I become exhausted by this. So <clears throat> I want to. I start to think that perhaps I'm not the Lord and Master of anything. And so if I'm not this and I'm not that, I'm not an American and I'm not a, a human being or I'm not, I'm not a. What am I? So then I start to inquire spiritually. And if I'm fortunate, if I'm like most people, I'll speculate the rest of my life and at the time of death, repeat the whole process. But if I'm fortunate, I'll come across the devotee of, of, of God. I'll come across the devotee of the Lord. And He'll give me the knowledge that will take me out of darkness. You see. And then my life will change. Then I'll start instead of trying to use the material elements to in, for my enjoyment and to lord it over and say it's mine. Now I see that this 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 book is in my care. I say it's mine, but I know in my in my heart it's not my book, but it's it's, it's in my care. It's not my van. It's but it is mine. I decide how it's going to be cared for or not cared for, when it's going to be washed, when the oil is going to be changed, and where it's going to go. But I realized that it was given to me by Krishna. You see. So it's really His, but it's in my care. And I identify with it, and I, I take possession of it on His behalf. And therefore, I take the responsibility of its upkeep. It's His. You know, if, if Krishna said, uh, you know, hey, would you look after my flute? I'm going to go for a walk with Radharani. Would you, would you look after my flute for me? What are you going to do? Throw it in a box with a, throw it in a, box with a, a bunch of other stuff? No. I mean, you may find a really fine silken cloth and lay it on that cloth and maybe polish it up. You know, yeah. And if a bird flew over and dropped some bird stool on it, 
you're not gonna you're not gonna think well it's not my flute it's Krishna's flute you're gonna clean it off you know you you want that flute to be as good if not better when he returns when he comes back from his walk with Radharani you see my lord here's your here's your flute you see and he shouldn't have to look at it and say well what happened to it <laughs> what what is this well I, I kind of dropped it you know I, I kind of dropped it, you know, and I, you know, I was walking and I dropped it and I stepped on it. I'm sorry. Like, How these scratches and dents again? Well, you know, you see what I mean? If you wouldn't do that with his flute, what part of his of his energy, his possessions, which is everything, can you mistreat? No, really, think about that. If you wouldn't do that with his flute, if it's not okay, then what is it okay? To disregard care of, it's all his. Yeah, when we try to exploit material energy, we lose our sense of wonder. Yeah. You know, there's 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 there's, there's, there's <coughs> tons and tons of water floating in the sky, you know, in the form of clouds. You know, that, I mean, if you just go out and look at it, it's amazing. It's absolutely amazing. Ripples in water. Um, you know, you drop a stone in water, and there's concentric circles that span out. Yeah. It, it, there, there is imagination everywhere. You know, not my imagination. I didn't create any of this. I just came here. You know, just to be the choice. But I'm surrounded by all of this artistry, you know, beauty, and so forth. You know, something very real is communicated. That, that was the whole point about. You know, you can't just say it's energy because we don't live like that. I don't live like this world is just atoms, and you are just atoms, and your body is just atoms. No, nobody lives like that. I don't need a quantum physics. To tell me that that thing is, is, is beautiful. We don't live like that. You know, we live in, 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 in uh, we see the world in a certain way. Yeah. You know, not made us see the world and experience the world in a certain way for a reason. Right. And I believe that there are things communicated, that there is beauty and that there are so many things in this world. It just the the difference in vision for everybody is pretty much like that. You're exactly right. Uh, <clears throat> the non devotee is designing a house and they're thinking my floor will have this tile my walls will be this color this I, I'm going to express myself with my digs it's going to be like this and like that just like I want to express myself in, in a certain way because I'm going to buy that shirt that's on the rack over there I'm going to go get a coif a, a, a hairdo a certain way because I want to put forth a certain image of me image imagination an imaginary vision of me I want you to think that I am this way so it's all illusory but we are identical you know so when I walk into my house and I see my floor this is my tile someone comes over and says well wow, it's a beautiful floor yes I picked it up myself <laughs> Thank you for noticing. Like Did you notice the wall? Things, things like things like symmetry in the body and so forth. So that would be uh, an absolute beauty. You know, like Krishna has two eyes, two ears. And so yeah. Forth. We yeah. have two eyes, two ears. <clears throat> yeah. Because of that skulls. No. No. I mean, there's, there's like the fact that we have. Yeah. That's. Aristotle came up with the, with the concept of the um, the true forms, you know, the original forms. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. The tree has has the real fruit in it. So if you get confused and you think that the tree reflected in the river has fruit and you jump into the river thinking you're gonna get mango, you know, then, then you know that's where the difficulty is. Yeah, you'll be disappointed. So there but is it doesn't mean that the reflection is false or the tree, you know. It's just it's just we mistook it. We mistook no, it but the reflection is, is a is a true perverted reflection of the tree. Yeah, it's it's upside down and backwards and it doesn't have fruit. It looks like it. you can see the fruits, you can see the mangoes. So some people may say, well, who's to say that these mangoes are real and those aren't real? They're there, you can see them, you can perceive them with your senses. Some of your senses. You can't taste them or feel them. You see? So it's real, but it's a perverted reflection of true reality. It is real. The, the, all right, I hold up a mirror and I look at myself in a mirror. So that reflection is real. But it's not me. I'm not there. I'm here. I'm in, I'm in this body. I'm not in that body that's in the mirror. So... For that I said, like, as one beautifies one's face in the mirror, you know, um, <coughs> the reflection also becomes beautiful. It does, exactly. But it's not me. It's an image. So, yeah, we were talking about that last night. The source of beauty is uh, whenever you see a Mataji, it's not their beauty. It's Krishna's beauty. It's a pale reflection of Krishna's beauty. It's reminding you of something about Krishna. You see, the, ult the source of beauty. All beauty comes from Krishna. Yeah, I mean, if, if, if there is a, a designer, <coughs> an architect, somebody who actually followed the concepts of senses and sense perception, sense objects, you know the whole the whole trial of that. Then uh, it would be given glory to him because he actually defined the laws of beauty. Why mm -hmm. aesthetics? Why why is something beautiful? He actually came up with, with that whole concept. Mm -hmm. Because you know in his world, so that he would be given credit for those things. Well, we were talking about you know like if I I design the house and I I have my tile. And uh, because we do, you're exactly right. When we go into a place, uh, we, we observe and we identify that this is a certain particular type of tile, mm -hmm. you know, or if it's a particular type of carpet, particular color, particular thickness, or depth of pile, or whatever, you know. You see, we start to identify the form that these molecules are temporarily in, you see. So, Oh, and we may lay claim to it that it's mine, or we may see it and say, "Oh man, when I next house I build, I'm going to make a house we use a floor just like that." See, so I'm identifying with I, me, and mine. Uh, the devotee, on the other hand, might build a uh, uh, a temple for Krishna. Now he might use the same floor, but he's not identifying with it as his floor. He's identifying with it as something for Krishna, or he may build an ashram for Krishna's devotees, you see. So now, he's not trying to please himself, he's trying to please Krishna and or Krishna's devotees. See what I mean? So that's real. That's, that's real. Now, I'm performing activities that I will perform in the liberated stage. 
in reality. I will be serving Krishna by satisfying his senses by having a certain floor rather than satisfying my senses and I'll be performing service to the devotees. See, now I'm doing real activity. When I'm doing it for myself, that's not real. You could say, oh yes it is. It actually happened. I can show you the house. It's, there's nothing real about it. Because all that soup of, of molecules made some form and then I instructed uh, somebody and paid somebody to lay a certain pattern of tile which is just molecules that came together and it all has no real meaning and, it's, and, and in so, so many thousand years it's all going to be turned back into the dust you see and, and, and no one will ever even remember that this ever had that shape they're not, they're not going to you know a thousand years from now nobody's going to say oh there was a beautiful house there it was like this and the guy had this really cool tile floor and beautiful walls and it's not going to be 